0: We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good, man. We're going to talk about uh, the elephant in the room uh, today. And I always love getting a little bit uncomfortable and uh, bringing the conversation to places um, that sometimes are avoided in certain uh, weight loss groups and certain dieting mantras, uh, in certain approaches to health and weight loss. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop the bomb right now because uh, I'm excited to break this down. and there's so many different directions that we can go um but how are we going to actually become the five percent of the people or the population that keep the weight off that they have worked so hard to lose so 95 percent. so here's the elephant it's just sitting in the room nobody's talking about it these weight loss programs these dieting books the 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 giant section at the Barnes and Noble of Mm -hmm. how to lose weight and the South Beach and the lemon this and the juice fast and all these different things right yeah uh what they don't talk about is the sustainability of how to keep it off and that's what I love about our story Tommy your story my story our story combined is that you know we've had the the results and the people with us that are actually becoming part of the five percent and not the 95 percent that you and i were at one point which is yeah. you lose 20 gain 21 you lose 15 gain 18 so i really want to dive into the non-dieting weight loss portions of this and why they're so important
1: yeah and I don't know. For so long, it just felt like I I was just so dead set. I I was thinking that tracking and, and monitoring just the, the ins and the outs of my calories and my workouts and all that kind of stuff and the macros that, that that would be enough. And that if I got those, if I got the perfect magic formula, how would I'd have the, the, the holy grail for it? And then whatever the goal was that it would just, it would just stay. But like you, like you just said, I, I saw goals, and then it came back. I saw some goals, and maybe not didn't quite hit the goal, but then it came back anyway. And it was kind of like it, it got increasingly frustrating because I was getting farther and farther from what I, I knew to be a healthy weight for myself. And at the same time, I, I, I was never really hitting my my ultimate goal anyway. And then it was, and then it was just backtracking um, every every chance I I, I stopped uh, for just a, a second. It seemed like. I want to make sure that we mention the podcast name again,
0: that this is the Fasting for Life podcast. Right. And if you're new to the podcast, you're probably like, wait a minute. Um, we're talking about weight loss. Okay. Most people come to fasting or try intermittent fasting uh, because they want to lose weight. Right. So, right. in 3,500 new patients, and over the course of almost 10 years in clinical practice, um, I don't have, this isn't an, this isn't a real, like I, I track these numbers, but I would say nine out of 10 people checked off would like to lose weight on their intake form. Even if they were coming in with an, uh, an, 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 you know, an, uh, ulterior motive or an ulterior, ulterior health concern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we look at the statistics, 50% of the population is deemed, you know, 42% right now, but in the next five to six years, they're saying 50% of the population is going to be uh, obese, obese, not overweight, obese. Right. And 72% of the population in, in 2018 and 19 are overweight, 72%, right? So like three-fourths of us.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: a lot of people will say, oh, I want to lose weight because I need to lose weight. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. And that's all good and well. Um, but the reality is, is that 95% of us or 95% of people will not um ever get to the end goal which is not just losing the weight but keeping it off and fasting was what transformed your journey and my journey and the hundreds of people well now thousands of people that we've taken through our challenges but it goes so much deeper than just the superficial i want to lose the weight because
1: yeah and i i could feel some of those those Thought processes. I could feel myself changing during my first few months of, of fasting, and like we had some interesting conversations because by the time you asked me what I was doing when we were standing in my kitchen, you said, "Well, what have you been doing? Because you you look like a, a smaller version of yourself." And I said, "Well, I've been fasting." And then you know we we started going down the rabbit hole of like, "Well, what? Why? What does that look like? How are you doing right. All all the nitty gritty, the the operations, the mechanics of it, but." At that point, I had already felt some shifts in my in my state of mind, in what I was focused on, in what I was, I was open to. Like as as confidence comes up a little bit, so does um so does like your ability to set farther out goals and targets in in other aspects of your life too. So like other things start to connect that I had never really thought of. And so that that's why I, I really like uh this conversation because there there are multiple parts of that, that long-term success of a, of a weight loss journey for sure. All right. I'm going to come full, full circle, full, I mean, excuse me,
0: fully transparent here Mm -hmm. in the clinic, we used to have weight loss programs and we're not talking about like HCG injections or liposuction or those types of things. We're talking about dietary lifestyle change based weight loss programs, supplementation, Monitoring, weigh-ins, check-ins, detoxes, different types of things in that realm, right? Right. So, a natural, non-invasive approach to weight loss, making the habits stick, making the lifestyle changes stick, and um, I really wish I would have known what I know now about fasting <laughs> back then, because I wouldn't have ended up putting on, you know, sixty pounds and my blood markers be in shambles and you know, like losing control of my health in my thirties. Um, So that would have been great, but the reason I bring that up is, um, you know, we would promise these results, and people would start off great, and they would get results. We would do two week challenges, four week challenges, but we never followed up with. Or typically, you know, patients that were with us for long periods of time, they would slip back to those old habits or 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 give the weight back. So there's this really you know, just fully transparent. Yeah, we were, tr- we were, we were helping people in the short term, but did we really achieve the goal of long-term improved health? And that was one of our, our main mont our main, uh, you know, tenants of our clinic was to help people pull them out of the matrix, uh, encourage them that they had an opportunity to come off medications, lose the weight and live a long, healthy, you know, good quality of life. Right. So, there's a, there's an article we're going to reference today. And it was done by, um, the main author or, um, uh, name on the article is Maurice Breckley. And it was perspectives into the experience of successful, substantial long-term weight loss maintenance. And it's a systemic review and it just came out, um, January of 2021. So just about six months ago. And it's, it's really interesting because they picked 15 studies, about 300 people and, they looked at the qualitative assessment or the qualitative measures of um, people that had or currently were overweight or obese who successfully lost the weight and who subsequently maintained or regained that weight. So they, they were looking at the exact problem that they were trying to get some insight into. So they were looking at people that had lost the weight, that were overweight or obese, and then people that 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 were successful in that journey, but then they either maintained it or gained it back. So it was really cool because they got non weight loss, a ton of non scale related insights.
1: Yeah. And, and that's a huge piece of this because like the scale is only one little piece of the puzzle and yeah, sure. That, that measures the actual weight loss, but like going through, going through our journey and, and what we've now seen with, with thousands of other people as they, as they start to get the ball rolling, there's other pieces that need to be filled in, right? Like we have old habits, we have old dietary preferences, we have old like skills in the kitchen or or restaurant um, like thought patterns and ingrained things that we we tend to do. Um, there's there's a um, support system or lack thereof for a lot of folks. Like, what are the people around you doing, right? Like, there's so many layers of this, and that's what they started to uncover. Um in this article which which confirms a lot of the things that that we see on a day to day and a week to week basis in 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 going through um, all the challenges and the continuity group right
0: yeah it's it's really cool to look at this from like a holistic perspective in that this was not just you know a united uh, a us based kind of perspective. They really looked at a global perspective of the amount of people that were suffering from obesity that had, you know, um, not suffering from obesity, but it had obesity or they were overweight and they were suffering with health related issues like diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, those types of things that we know have a direct effect on our, our lifespan and our overall quality of life. So I like the fact that they were looking at this from a holistic place and, um, that you know, one of the things that we say or we hear a lot is I want to, like we mentioned this in the beginning, I want to lose the weight because my doctor said so, or I want to lose the weight because I just know, I know it's good for me, right? Well, the willpower is an interesting thing where it's really fickle and it's finite. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're seeing, you know, slow results in the beginning, then it's going to be more difficult to stick with it when. Some of these other characteristics or other categories of, um, I don't want to say hindrances, but other categories of uh things that need to be addressed in order to have that long term success,
1: yeah, contributing,
0: um, yeah, the continued, to, yeah, so it's, I just really love it's looking at it from that holistic, um, standpoint of like, okay, how are we going to get it off? One, which that's why I love fasting and. You know, intermittent fasting and using time-restricted eating windows and putting, you know, increasing the time between your eating windows and, you know, getting the additional benefits of fasting, like increased energy, decreased brain frog, better uh, brain fog, better sleep, you know, uh, better blood work numbers, all of that kind of stuff. So but autophagy. autophagy, right, the cellular healing that takes place, but uh, really figuring out what were these things that allow people to be successful and become that 5%.
1: Yeah, and one of my favorite sentences from the article is um, the interrelated, correlated, and causative factors contributing to increased prevalence of obesity included economic, social, medical, biological, developmental, infrastructural, and psychological, among other factors. Like, there's a whole host of things going on here that that actually correlated with and and determined the the overweight and the obesity you know within within a given population. It's it's multifaceted. So let's go through some of the the applications of it here, right? Because one of
0: our things is always begin with the end in mind. If you guys have been listening for a while, then you know that's something we say often. We also say land the plane, peek behind the curtain, full transparency. We have a lot of catchphrases that we use in the delivery of of uh, you know the conversational tone around fasting and the fasting lifestyle, um, but I want to make sure we're doing some actionable stuff here too. So um, <clears throat> we're going to look at some of the main characteristics that came out of the study um, that allowed the people to be to have a a positive experience along the journey, and then also be part of that five percent that kept it off. And one of the things is goals, right? So self-defined personal goals but also um, health goals as well. So not just, um, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds because my doctor said I need to, but really getting into the goal and like the goal setting, the underlying why you're trying to lose the weight, right? You know, you're going to lose the weight. Like you want, you need to lose the weight or you should lose the weight. Um, Like that's not, you know, it's like back when smoking was accepted right like they didn't know yet that smoking was going to have you know the the massive increase in the cause of lung cancer and overall just you know detrimental effects of smoking right now it's common knowledge like yeah if you smoke these are the risk factors that you're taking into account to make that decision but like when i'm talking about like these this, the why underneath the losing the weight like when you lose the weight what does that allow you to do what does that allow, who does that allow you to become? Um, What are you going to be able to do? And how are you going to be able to live, you know, in that future setting where you've achieved the goal and you have the greater confidence and the greater energy And the, you know, for me, it was being a better dad and a better husband and being able to, you know, to to help more people and, you know, just, you know, have a better quality of life. So what are those underlying uh, intrinsic motivators, but also those self-defined personal goals that are not necessarily the number on the scale.
1: Yeah. And I I feel like understanding that this is a multifaceted process is really important because when you you start the journey, knowing that these are things that you need to be addressing and thinking about um, while the scale is changing, while you are fasting and seeing results um, prepares you for that, that maintenance and that long-term success. Because if you're, if you're not preparing for it while, while you're getting those initial results, you'll, you'll be behind the eight ball. You won't be ready to maintain those results and, and piggybacking off of, off of what you just said there, like there, you, you need something to sink your teeth into. Like you need, you need goals that, that are meaningful to you. Like losing 20 pounds because your doctor said so, like your example is is maybe may enough to get to get you started. But right. when things get a little slower, when you hit a plateau, when you see 12 of those pounds gone, but not the the last eight, right? It, do you have enough to keep going and to actually hit the goal? Or will it be like, Okay, well, cool. I'm glad I, I glad I lost 12 pounds. But yeah, I kind of rather go back to my old habits here. And then you kind of just revert back. And I, I think that's, that's a lot of where the 95% comes from. And that goes right along with the whole
0: concept of motivation, too, like the outside and inside motivating factors, you know, of of people's increase in confidence and increase in social, you know, social settings at work and on a personal level, um, was really part of that as well. So, like just having starting there and having clarity on some of those goals and knowing that it is going to be um you know, an an ever-changing thing that some of them might be, like you just mentioned, fitting into, you know, a certain weight to height category, right? Based on some health metrics, but others might just be, um, you know, activity goals or eating goals or energy goals, right? Or, you know, you want to write a book, right? Like, but you can't do it because you're always falling asleep at the typewriter. Right. I just said typewriter. Sorry, computer. (laughs) The heck just happened
1: there. I just went back to 1980. Yeah. Kicking it old school. So yeah, you know, right. Like, yeah, like for for me, I was so tired six, seven, eight o'clock at night that I couldn't enjoy that like prime time with my family because my right. my insulin resistance was so high. I just it, it, like it was nap time, and I I might be I might have another good hour or two at like nine or ten o'clock, but I kind of I lost the main evening hours, and that was one of the big driving factors for me that that got me through some of those plateaus and those slower points too because it was really important to me.
0: Yeah. So some self-defined personal goals. Um, some external and internal goals. Um, And then, you know, with that, the motivation piece that we mentioned, really, though, with the motivation is having a place, a sense of belonging, or a sense of um, feeling like you're accepted, the way that you're going about doing it. So fasting is one of those things that we joke around about, like, the first two rules of fasting when you start is don't talk about fasting and don't talk about fasting because everybody is like, Oh, you look great. You know, what have you been doing? You're like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm being intentional with my, my eating and I'm, I'm, I'm doing some walking and you know, I'm working on my stress and my sleep and they're like, Oh, that sounds great. And then you're like, yeah. And I also fast and like, wait a minute. What you starve <laughs> yourself? Like why, why would you bad. skip a meal? That sounds awful. Like yeah. I'm hungry all the time. Right. So there's, there's, the tendency, unless you're part of a fasting community or a fasting group, or you've been a part of our challenge, or you're in our, our community group on Facebook, or you know you've you've been doing fasting for a while, there's that potential to not have that extrinsic motivation um, to keep you going. So, you know, internally, you know, the motivation is I want to improve my health, better self image, you know, self confidence, those types of things. But it's also helpful to have that outside piece too.
1: Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're, we're creatures of we're, we're herd creatures, we're creatures of, you know, like, like comfort and community. We don't like, we don't like, we don't like resistance, right? Like, we're always going to go towards towards comfort and resistance and acceptance, too. So your your peer group matters. So if you know, if your friends are in the gym, it's easy to, to go into the gym, right to have a workout buddy, um, like an, an exercise buddy, a, a diet buddy. Um, so you know, whatever, whatever path, the people around you are on, it's going to be much easier to do that. And when you're doing something different, even if it's working, sometimes that ends up creating a source of resistance, which can be right. enough to steer you away from, you know, even long term good results sometimes. So it, like tapping in staying connected to a group uh, that's headed in the same direction can be a really, really strong important piece that's oftentimes overlooked uh, with within a, a diet or a nutrition plan. And I think that's one of the the things about having a, you know, a niche like fasting is that
0: we have a lot of people repeat listeners. So shout out to all y'all that listen to the podcast, because I feel like that is a piece of the extrinsic motivation kind of category, right? So we have our externally defined goals, like, Hey, I want to, you know, be perform better at sports or run a marathon. You have your, you know, internal or self-defined goals, you know, life goals, family goals, those types of things you've got the motivation piece right you've got the in the 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 internal stuff improving health better self image like we mentioned and then you've got the social piece the extrinsic extrinsic motivation like you just mentioned Tommy like that community being a part of something right. the two other kind of big categories that showed up in this article which was so cool was the challenges so the internal and external challenges and then the monitoring, so the self-monitoring and the external monitoring, and there's a really, some really cool things here. So I want to go into the challenges piece. So of again sustaining the weight loss, right? So not just losing it, but keeping it off. Beginning with the end in mind. So some of the outside challenges, which is what we like to call life. That's why we named it fasting for life. Right, <laughs> right. Being able to have the pizza night with the kids and in the, the 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 happy hours and, and the date nights and mm-hmm. you know those types of things, but the outside or extrinsic challenges are going to be the work the personal stress the holidays the celebrations relationship changes um, you know the food environment you know big food and and how those foods are are chemically created for palatability and mouthfeel and yeah, yeah and, and the advertising and all of those and you know the 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 people that look at you like you're crazy because you're <laughs> making you want to make changes to your yep. health right they're like oh why are well, you dying you're dieting again right and then there's the internal stuff, which is the stress, lack of time. You know, you might have illness or a pregnancy or, you know, social isolation, like what we just went through in 2020, and some people are still going through. You know, into 2021, um, and then you're, you know, you lose that reliance on the support system, and you have, then you have the lack of structure, and you know, then you've got your trigger foods and all of those different types of things from an intrinsic challenge side. So figuring out a way of how we can help balance some of those things out. And the, the first way to win the extrinsic and intrinsic, I'll start with the intrinsic or the internal ones, Tommy, is, is, is to just identify the problem. And once you identify the problem of why you keep going to food or why you can't keep the weight off, just identifying the problem then tells your brain that it's okay to start thinking about it. Yeah. And sitting down and just putting some intentional time to that is a great place to start. Hey, y'all I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use our promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child and we're just like what is happening so we have gone to great lengths time money and effort to figure out um how we can help him sleep and uh the reality is uh we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the air doctor pro in his room and i am not joking when i tell you the first night that we put it in his room he slept through the night the second night slept through the night now we're up to 35 plus days He has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to a hundred times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution so Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FastingForLife to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code FASTING4LIFE. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with, and if it wasn't for this incredible company and the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in, and now back to today's episode.
1: Yeah, I think that is a great place to start. I mean, I I've identified one of one of my main issues that I used to have was a revolving pantry door, right. and it was kind of like no matter what the macros or the calories were, I could fit it in. But you know that that's where I would keep going back to. But that that was in a sense of like like a boredom, something to do, and and kind of a place to to put my focus. And that that's a that's a big spot that I I think doesn't get enough attention in long term. Um, you know diet and and weight management is is managing those those, um, you know, internal or intrinsic challenges like that, because, you know, food has such an emotional component, where it gives us a focal point, it gives us something to do something to think about, where if we don't have a whole lot going on, uh, let alone when times get tough, but even if we just have kind of a, a void of things going on or places to put our focus, it can be like, okay, well, I don't have anything else going on, let me just go ahead and you know, do my next meal time, and then you know you, you put food in with that, and then it it gives us those those dopamine hits, especially if we're eating some of the more engineered foods, and right. and that can be that can be a, a a vicious cycle where a lot of those factors are are really you know pointed against us. So we we have to be aware of that so we can get past them.
0: And then on the ex- on the external side, it's yeah, think life's going to happen, right? So knowing how to use your different fasting windows, how to do a breakfast to lunch or a lunch to dinner or one meal a day, or how we like to call how we, how we pivot. So we set our week, uh, in our continuity group, we'll do the weekly fasting schedule, right? We'll have different couple different schedules, certain weeks based on what the group needs. And, um, and then we, we set the schedule. So then at the beginning of the week, you know, just like you, you know, you value what you measure and we're going to talk about monitoring here in just a second, but, you know, you've got a, a work lunch that came up or you've got a, you know, a coffee date or, you know, a surprise birthday or something that pops up. You have the ability to know that that's not going to completely, um, throw you off track. If you're on the weight loss portion of your journey, or if you're in maintenance that you have the tools to be able to get right back on track mentally and or physically. So, um, looking at it again the goal setting the motivation now we've got the you know the internal and external challenges um it's it's cool because to see like well for me in all of these fasting was a was a simplifier so instead of like a chemical equation where you have a catalyst right mm-hmm. so you have a fire and you throw gasoline on the fire the fire gets bigger right yeah. so for me uh fasting was was a simplifier it was a reductioner it was like it was like putting the fire out it was like throwing water on the fire And just, and just calming down the struggles and calming down the hunger and calming down the conversations and the, and the, the tracking and the, you know, the, 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 the function, the testing that I was doing and all those different types of things. And, And we hear this in the conversations and comments in the groups and in the emails and in the questions that we get. So the last category is really the monitoring piece. And this is the value, what you measure. So um, I know there's a lot in this conversation we're having right now, Tommy. So if you guys are looking for a visual, because I'm, I'm a visual person, you can just go to this article, the links in the show notes. And if you click on the images and the links, there's some really cool, colorful, like well laid out kind of frameworks for this stuff, which yeah. I found extremely helpful. So I want to move into the the monitoring piece. So there's the self-monitoring and then there's like the external monitoring, which kind of goes along with the external motivation piece too, being a part of, you know, a group or having peer feedback, we always say find a fasting buddy or a fasting friend, because it's, it's always easier to have accountability um, to someone else if they're doing it along with you.
1: Yeah. And you know, when when we speak about monitoring, it's it's also important to recognize that the the wins don't just come from the day to day movement in the scale. Uh, Oftentimes, we can be burning through fat stores and not see it reflected the next day on the scale that's just the nature of you know hydration and water retention and other factors that go along with with that one measurement tool so when we're monitoring keeping an eye on things that are not related to the scale is a really important thing especially for long-term success and and building momentum so you know we should we should keep uh we should keep the scale the number in mind but but zoom out a little bit especially as we start getting further into our fasting journey, the the results can come quicker in the beginning, but they they tend to get a little slower, but plateaus can happen. But having other things that we're monitoring is super important, right?
0: Yeah. And that's why I like, you know, we I use a keto mojo from time to time, I used it a lot more, you know, in the beginning of my journey, tracking my ketones and my blood sugars. And um, then there's always the measurement, the photos, sometimes your body composition will change and the scale won't move. But you can put up a photo you know, side by side of a you know three to four weeks, and you're like, wow, like my waist is smaller. I lost centimeters. These are all the non-scale victory things mm-hmm. that we talk about. So being intentional with looking for those things, like oh, my wedding ring falls off now, or oh, my hands aren't swollen when I wake up in the morning. Right. You know, so um, visual reminders. You know, like I said, photos or images, um, and and making sure that you're still you know doing some planning with it. The the monitoring becomes easier from a self-monitoring standpoint. Um, if you're, uh, if you've got a plan and that's why we like to do these weekly plans, um, uh, because again, based on the challenge conversation we just had, life happens, right? Things happen, things come up. Um, and, and it's, it's good to have that plan in place. Cause then you don't really have to think in the moment, right? Like going to the grocery store hungry or stopping to get the, you know, the quick, uh, convenient food on the way home. Like going home and and home cooking rather than stopping and, you know, just trying to get the cheeseburger and not the extra large fry and the drink and the frosty, right. If you're going to Wendy's, Mm -hmm. it's just more difficult, you know, if you're going
1: off script, so to speak. So um, that's really the self-monitoring piece in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think one piece that, that, that you're, you're getting to there is, having a plan for the long term results. So like, let's say you hit your goal weight. Um, I I know a lot of folks speak about their goal weight in terms of like, if I could just get the 20 pounds off, then I won't ever have to worry about it again, or I won't ever have to think about what I eat again, right. But, you know, let's, let's remember that, we, we are comfort creatures. Our, it's, it's easy for us to go back to old habits, right? So even maintenance needs some level of like a plan that that's self-monitoring, a, a little bit of a, here, I know what I'm going to do when I do reach that maintenance point, because that still needs to look a bit different from, from whatever we did to gain those 20 pounds. So a, a little bit of deliberate planning there goes a long way for support in that in those long-term results and i think a lot of people who who do get the weight off but end up bringing it back on didn't have that long-term plan that's just another important piece of the puzzle
0: yeah and i love the the external portion of the monitoring piece here too is you know like i feel like that's why weight watchers has some success in the short term is because you you're in a controlled environment you have your check-ins If you show up and you check in, you have the accountability and you buy those processed meals and you stick to eating those foods, then yeah, your body responds in a certain way for most people, but then you have to continue to do those things or else you lose the, 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 the result. So with fasting, it's like, okay, well, the fasting lifestyle simplifies a lot of these things that we've been talking about in that, um, it makes planning easier. It makes decision-making easier. Um, you can get some wins under your belt faster. You can Mm -hmm. see the, the, the goal, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, if you've got 20 pounds to lose and you start fasting and you lose 10 pounds in 30 days, you're like, oh man, this is awesome. Right. Right. So that, that support piece is what I love that we see in our fasting for life community group is, you know, there's 17 or I don't even know how many people are in there, probably 1700, almost 2000 at this point. And it's just that continual like conversation where it's like, you can just go and post a question or get a tidbit, right. Or Or just scroll and see some encouragement from the group. And I think that's really why I love going in there and just kind of scrolling through the comments because there's that external monitoring piece or that external accountability piece that's there.
1: Yeah, if I if I just walk outside my door or call the people on my phone, it's going to take me a little while to to get to a number of people who are familiar with the fasting lifestyle and who are actually fasting today. Like, hey, how long did you set your fasting timer for? You know, do you wait for your fasting timer to eat today? Um, just like that deliberate level of lifestyle and direction. So being able to tap into that, into a concentrated group like that, it's, it's a, that's a really cool resource.
0: Yeah. And I just, in so like 30,000 foot view here, it's like, okay, well, why, why did we decide to do an episode on this conversation? Well, we always like to say, again, beginning with the end in mind, right? So beginning with the end in mind of this of this conversation or this episode of the podcast is, well, how do we become the 5%? Right. Right. So what we just walked through was, you know, the three main categories, the challenges, the motivation, and then, um, you know, the 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 monitoring piece, Um, really just finding and picking one or two things from each one of those categories and putting that in for the next 30 days. Give yourself two weeks. Right. If you're new to fasting, if you've been a plateau, if you've been doing OMAD and you just kind of feel like, meh. Um, or if you're brand new and you're like, I don't even know where to start, now you're way ahead of the curve compared to where you and I started, Tommy. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you know, having these, um, you know, these frameworks that you can work with. But I just, I like the idea of, of beginning with the end in mind. How do we become the 5%? Well, set your goal as becoming the 5% and then we reverse engineer that backwards.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're if you're just getting started, just go ahead, go to the website, sign up for our newsletter, get the fast start guide. Just get started. Um, because once you have a place to get started, then it's it's and you see some wins, it's so much easier to go like, okay, what are those other little points that they were talking about? And let me start introducing those. Uh that that's a lot easier to do while the scale is moving in the right direction. So head over to thefastingforlife.com, download the fast art guide, and just get started.
0: Yep. You're gonna pick your first fasting window, you're gonna set the timer. You're going to knock it out of the park. You're going to rinse and repeat. Tommy, thank you so much for the conversation today, sir. I appreciate your time as always, and we will talk soon.
1: Okay, bye. So you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life.
0: While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.